Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marriage Rescue Institute podcast. I'm your host, Mark Riley. So glad you took the time to stop by and join us. Now, let's jump into the episode. Hello, my friends. It is Mark Riley with Marriage Rescue Institute. How are you doing? How's your week going? Hope it's going well. I hope you're finding this podcast helpful, giving you things to think about and little nuggets to kind of take with you uh, in your relationship and in your marriage. So a while back, I got asked a question. Uh, actually, there's about 25 questions that this lady <laughs> sent me a lovely email. And one of the questions that she asked really stood out to me. And the question was, what changes in your relationship after you get married? Now, just think about that for a second. What changes in your relationship after you get married? For me, the answer is very simple. Your third finger on your left hand gets a little bit heavier, or in the women's case, a little bit more blingy. That's the only thing that really changes. Let me explain, because I know some of you are trying to, to wrap your head around this. When you are dating someone, when you're in that initial kind of phase of, of the relationship, maybe when you're engaged, there can be issues in your relationship thinking that by getting married totally takes all the frustration and the stress and the storms of life out of your marriage is foolish. Because if you don't deal with the, the, whether it's the skeletons in your closets or the demons that you're fighting or just your feelings of inadequacy or your struggles, if you don't deal with those, you will bring those in to your marriage. When you're at the altar, the, the pastor, the, the priest, whoever you have doing your, your ceremony doesn't kind of have some little magic parting, you know, blessing or wand or anything that's going to take all the struggles out of life or out of the, all the struggles out of your marriage. You bring those in. So the best thing to do is to deal with them. So here's an example. There's a couple that I, I knew for a number of years and uh, was close with them. And they kind of had this cycle. I would call it the crazy cycle that, that they would go on. How it would always work out is there, and it really didn't matter what the issue was, um, but the wife would totally get spun up and start literally verbally, emotionally, sometimes physically, just start 
assaulting the husband. And the husband would kind of play the victim, kind of throw his hands up and get frustrated and also would fire right back. Now things would get really heated and then things would kind of die down. And then things would get really heated and things would die down. The problem is they both had areas of themselves that they never fully worked on. Whether for her, it was feelings of abandonment, feelings of inadequacy in terms of, of not, not being good enough in all areas and aspects. Um, the fear of not being seen and pursued. Those are things that, you know, came from years of emotional abuse that she had kind of sustained through family and also other guys. And for that husband, he had a, a struggle that he was constantly working on. And that was being emotionally connected, pursuing his wife and not just checking out. And when things got hard, not just playing the victim or gaslighting. All those things could have been dealt with through counseling, through kind of mentors, and, and couldn't have needed to be brought into the marriage. Now, does that mean that every person, you know, a marriage could be fixed if everyone works on their, on kind of their own stuff, their own baggage, their own hangups to a point, but what it comes down to is, is communicating and being authentic for me. I don't claim to be perfect. I never have. And my wife doesn't claim to be perfect. Are there still things that, that trip us up and frustrate us and things that we have to work through? Absolutely. But for us, why would you want to fight something alone? So having been authentic and transparent, which I believe is a key to any marriage and going into the relationship, being those two things, when something comes up talking about it, Hey, I kind of struggle with this sometimes, or this bothers me. Like instead of just, no, everything's fine. No, I'm great. I'm, I'm wonderful. And it builds up and builds up. And then you get on that crazy cycle where something will set you off. And you'll adjust your narrative to kind of fit what you're feeling. And you kind of vomit on your loved ones around you. So how are you going to bring your true authentic self 
into your marriage or your relationship? What are things that you need to address and work on in yourself to not bring that into your marriage or at least to have the skills to, to manage it. You know, there, there's a song and, and I love music. You'll, you'll learn that about me and maybe I'll even start incorporating some of it into the podcast, but there's an artist called Ollie Murs and he's got a lot of good songs. So it's kind of like his tone and everything, but he has this one song called flaws. And I'll read just kind of the, the, the first two parts of the lyrics. He says, I got flaws I can't disguise. I've been running from them all my life. On the surface, I'm all smile, but I'm only living half a lie. Stuck behind the glass and the walls are closing in. Stuck inside a past that won't let me leave but I'm in chains while you're breaking free. My friends, there is a freedom that comes from working on your chains. There is a freedom that comes, and I fully believe that God working in your life can free you from those chains that hold you back from those behaviors that seem to plague your marriage. We were never created to carry all this baggage and chains with us into every relationship. But I think we all know people that are perfectly content with doing that. So my challenge to you for today is very, very simple. What are the chains that are holding you back and holding your marriage back? And it could be anything. It could be lies spoken over you by, you know, other boyfriends or, or girlfriends or even family. It, it could be kind of the this, this self-sabotage that you have for relationships because of, of your insecurities, because of the things that you're wrestling with. It could even be grief. If you've lost a loved one or lost a boyfriend or girlfriend, some people get stuck in that for decades. And while they want to move forward, they're stuck. You're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be stuck. You should always be moving forward, working on yourself, working on, on making the deposits into your marriage but you have to keep moving forward. There are days where you might be running. There are days where you might be walking, but let's be honest. There are going to be days where you might be crawling 
and your face feels like it's down in the dirt. But you have to keep moving forward. You have to get up and keep moving forward. So, what changes in your relationship after marriage? If you don't do anything, nothing. But set yourself up for every blessing and every opportunity to go into it with just a carry-on and not a whole lot of luggage. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marriage Rescue Institute. Why don't you go ahead and join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash Marriage Rescue Institute. And as always, give a like and follow so you don't miss out on an episode. Steady on.